This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. You know, Instagram like loves to like humble you sometimes when you're like, yes, I'm on top of the world. Everyone watches all my stories. My insights are out of control. And the next day you get 50% of those people to watch it. And Liz. With the way that trends are going, everyone should be super duper ready to hop on the North Face jacket trend again. Like there's no reason just in the direction how we're accepting all these other trends from that time that that could not just absolutely blow up. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Happy day, happy day. Are you ready for today's Tuesday episode? Am I ever? It's kind of, it's it's unique because it's jam-packed. Yeah, normally they aren't. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm actually really excited for today's episode. We have a guest joining us from Edmonds, um, Jessica. Like, I can't think people are really going to find that conversation interesting. Mm -hmm. Jessica from Edmonds shares just all the things about like data and she's literally the executive director of insights and like we love all the auto data and she spills some tea she spills some tea and i'm also like oh so we're right like right we like talk about like having it so validating we're just like we have our finger on the pulse is that what people say i don't know you're the one who always has the (laughs) we're robbing peter to pay paul we have our finger on the pulse yeah what did you say in our interview with uh jessica he said something about a paddle I'm. T- I kid you not. I talked the creek without a paddle. Up the creek without a paddle. I talked to Kelly. Have you never heard that? No, Kelly. Here's no. Here's the thing. I talked to you eighty times in one day. Right. Okay. You never just throw these one liners out. It's like it's when you're recording a podcast. <laughs> I don't know where this comes from. I think. Because here's here's what it was. It's me being a professional. Oh. Because if I were to say, if, if it was you and I talking and I needed to say the words up the creek without a paddle, I'd be like, Elizabeth, you're a dumb person. I would use fouler language. Like, you're so dumb. Now we're going to be totally SOL. That's okay. how I would say it too. But when I'm trying to clean it up, I'm like, oh, so yeah, you're saying you'd be up the creek without a paddle. Okay. So you're saying instead of like screwing you over... You'd be robbing Peter to pay Paul. Do you see, see how I'm just like, it's, I see. it's a so clean you podcast. Just, so I'm you just, just um, clean it up for the rest of the world and I get the brunt of it. I guess so. Anyway, what do we have? To, well, I guess we told people what we had. But we, yeah. I'm kind of excited for like these extra millennial words from Grayson. Because yeah, so fade has kind of been one of those words that I haven't said again, but I've thought about it multiple times. Well, and I do have, it's really, it's two more. She sent me 10 texts, but she... I th- she like texts in that's that's a gen z in multi-text like just if you have the complete thought just type it all out in one text message so she sent me actually 10 it's a gen z thing to say like hey send what's up send yeah when are you coming it's like hey what's up just wondering like you know what i mean yeah okay you know what i was thinking about today and i think it was inspired by our j14 episode right At, like most things um, moving forward like do they still make phones that in order to send a text message, you had to eat, hit yeah. like, they, do they still make those? Yeah, they still make those, I think. That is what I think we should all as a collective community of women um, 
give our children when they turn 16. No, I disagree. I think you're sounding like the people who tell me to, to learn how to drive a stick shift. Why, Elizabeth? They're never going no, to have to no, know how to no, do no, it. No, 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 no. It's, it's not. It's not. It's because I think smartphones and all the having all the social media, maybe not 16, maybe more like 10 or 13 when you like want them to be able to communicate with you without having a phone and just make it so difficult. So they can't go on the internet. So they can't. Oh, there's phones like that. Oh, okay. And like they're like parent phones and they're like green and like you can like call your mom only on them. Oh. Like that's like, it, you know, you're right. It's a good idea. But like that tech's already out there and it's better than the flip phone tech. Yeah, I wonder which one's more expensive though too. Hard to say. Well, that's the thing because as soon as they're like, oh, it's for children, $50 more. Exactly. Yeah, they'll do that to you. So okay well i think we should just get right on into it so it is time for the millennial word of the day where we learn gen z slang so we can be less lame but just right before we get into that today's episode is brought to you by athletic greens i started taking ag1 because i wanted to work on my gut health immunity overall health and energy and athletic greens helps to do just that with one scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals, and whole food source ingredients and probiotics. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, focus, recovery, and aging, truly all the things. It's lifestyle friendly, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit, visit athleticgreens.com slash carpool. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash carpool to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And without further ado, it's time for the millennial word of the day. So today's word, and I'm just going to tell you the word, okay. and then you have to guess what it means. I know how this game works. Is box or boxed it's when someone puts you in a box like when they're like putting you in a box like oh you're just like some millennial mom you probably no no oh. hmm. but the sentence in which grayson it's it's, it's another it's like a, something happens and this is your response the response is i got boxed i'm not sure i'm really not sure <laughs> I'm really not sure. I got boxed. Hold on. Give me a okay. second. I got boxed. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Learn it all. Um, boxed. When someone judges you? No. Boxed or box, like when you get left out of something. So if you aren't invited to something, you'd say, I got boxed. Which... <sighs> I don't get that one. I just can't imagine how many times that has to happen in your life to be like left out of something that there's not like a word for it other than being left out. Well, you're met a teenager. They're kind of the worst. I don't I, I just can't believe it's like become a term like I got boxed. Well, like, yeah. Anyway, that's the word. So I don't know how we're going to use that. Oh, I'm sure we'll be able to figure it out. I got boxed. Box. I'm going to box you. <gasps> Is that it? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But that's what we're trying to work on. Okay. Well, anyway, should we do my driveway diaries? Yeah. What do you got? Someone also, I got a couple of DMs saying like the DD, like the designated driver and you and Liz could switch off, but you'll never do it. So I think I'm going to keep driveway, di di driveway diaries because mm. that just also feels the most authentic. Okay. Okay. 
this is just a thought I had. I meant to do follow-up research. Didn't do it. Okay. Where are the baby shark kids now? Baby shark kids. Baby shark. So Hattie's obsessed with baby shark right now, which Hattie, if you know anything about Hattie, she doesn't like anything. Like she's just so like about everything except for like, you know, a cupcake in her iPad. Like there's only two things that like really get her excited in the life and me. Um, and I just mean that in the sense where it's like George was like so into like cows, so into cars. He was just always into things. He mm-hmm. not into anything. And we don't really watch Baby Shark. I mean, I guess sometimes we do. But the other day we were walking through Walmart and she was obsessed with this little. She kept saying, do, 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 pointing to a Baby Shark. So I scrapped my cupcake party because, again, cupcakes were nothing that excites her. Scrapped okay. my cupcake party idea. And her second birthday party theme is going to be Baby Shark 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2. Oh, that's cute. Because she's two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like her out and I'm just like leaning into it. Like with George, I'm like, it's going to be puppy themed and he's going to wear a little little outfit that's monogrammed. Hattie has a baby shark shirt coming and I might make her a tutu. And I'm just like, yeah. You just lean into it. Yeah. I'm like, the more obnoxious, the better. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then she's like. Not every party has to be perfectly curated for your Instagram feed. Let's just let me just say that. No, and I won't even like probably. I mean, like I can't do the expensive birthday parties for the kids. I just like can't do it. Mm-mm. Just like something I refuse to spend. I could have all the money in the world and I still wouldn't do it. Especially at that age. Especially at that age. So anyway, we're but like I so I, anyway, luckily, this is not that original of an idea. And I was able to buy a baby shark two 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 party pack on Amazon for thirty six dollars. And it has all the balloons. It has oh, friends, it has a birthday sign. So we're doing that. She has a shirt. I might make her a tutu. Might not. We'll see what happens. Anyway, so then I'm like watching baby shark. We're like watching it the other day. And it's, you know, it's the most viewed YouTube video ever. Ever? Ever. It has more YouTube views than any other YouTube video. And that's the thing with the kid stuff is because those those kid those kid YouTubers get so many views because you'll just go and rewatch it. And also like Blippi, for example, when mom and I were like watching George one day, we like turned on Blippi and then like he got bored and we went and did another activity, came on five hours later and Blippi was still running on YouTube. No, there we could take notes. They are a powerhouse. And you know what else Blippi does, which is genius? Hmm. Here's what Blippi does. Blippi, so if you know anything about monetizing on YouTube, the longer your video is, the more ads you get to put in your video, right? So Blippi will be like, new episode. And you're like, oh, thank goodness, there's a new Blippi episode. You'll turn it on. The new episode's 10 minutes. And then he just puts all of his old videos behind it to make it like an hour long video. He's a genius. We should start doing that. Are there ads in, in Blippi's? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's oh, gotta be. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know how the YouTube kid market works because like they have YouTube kids on their iPads, but when we're watching on our Fire Stick, it's YouTube. Oh. But anyway, all that to say is I was watching Baby Shark. It's like... Most you, that's that's It used to be Despacito. Well, now it's Baby Shark. It's crazy. And I'm like, where are those kids now? Now, I did do a little research. So like Pink Fog, Fong is like the creator of it mm-hmm. and like now they're like obviously like have a ton of money so the kids like didn't write the song so i don't think like they made out with fat checks but maybe they did but i'm just like what are they up to like have they sir i'm not on tiktok but have they serviced on tiktok has anyone found them how old is baby shark i just wanted to check in i think it's like seven years old hmm. just things that make you go hmm i uh like, just they goes get to show that i'm not Do you know what i mean yeah did they get box just goes to show that i don't have kids i thought baby shark was just the song i didn't know there was a whole show surrounding there's baby not shark. a whole show oh it's just the song oh it's just the song but you said you and hattie watch it frequently <laughs> you clearly don't have kids <laughs> you guys will just turn it on like every single day and watch well, it well now they have like baby shark 60 minute loop so you're like yeah 
or the, now they have like this one thing where it's uh, like baby shark but then they like take baby shark and they put baby shark in like different scenarios but it's just the same freaking seven words baby shark dude, dude. i mean it's like no yeah there's no oh show. my god okay i thought there was like okay no so but the way you were talking about it, you're talking about like it's like a show that no, you guys no, no, sit no, down no, and but watch. like isn't that interesting too because like it's how long is the baby shark youtube video because they've built Hey there, Amani. Oh, oh, sorry, it's just like defaulting to. I heard the Karam has like the second most views on YouTube, though. Well, that's certainly not the case. But we are trying to hit 100K on YouTube. I know we talked about this last time. Okay, so Baby Shark, it's a two minute and 17 second song, 11 billion views, number one most viewed on YouTube, came out six years ago. But isn't that interesting that this is it? A two minutes and 17 seconds, they created an entire movement Mm -hmm. merchandise franchises after two minutes and 17 seconds and people aren't talking about it enough it's incredible it's incredible hats off baby shark hats Hats, off hats off baby shark okay next is i just wanted to know this is um i just wanted to know if anyone had checked in with north face and how they feel about lululemon taking their fanny packs and making Mm. belt bags and really capitalizing on it because i point because it's like everything else from the 2000s has come back and who didn't have a north face fanny pack and I don't see those circuit, circ- you know, circulating. So then I went to North Face's website to be like, are they trying to push it? Like, because I mean, mm. I can respect the hustle. Like, you know, are you thirsty? Are you like trying? Are you right. like working with influencers? Are you like sending out the belt bag? Are you like, they don't even have them. I think that Lululemon literally boxed North Face out of the market. Right. And I like the Lululemon belt bag a lot. And I, I really do like it. Like I have one. I love it. You love, love, love yours. I, I mean, yeah, I just, it's my bag. But I was just like checking. I wanted to check in on them because I was like, I hadn't heard anything. And it's like everything Mm. else from the 2000s is coming back. So I was like, surely it's on their website. It's just not a hot seller. No, they have these like other fanny packs that are huge and just like not it. And it just felt like they should have forecast that. And like Mm -hmm. they should have like figured, you know. Mm -hmm. And now it's like Carhartt's like so in and trendy for like even like not like the outdoorsy people. Like everyone's wearing Carhartt hats. It's like North Face. Yeah, what are you doing? You're really missing out on an opportunity to make a comeback. It just seems like North Face is like stuck in this. Like, so like for a while, we all liked North Face, even though like, I think with those brands like North Face and Patagonia and Carhartt, it's like they start out as these like super like practical brands. And it's like, if you need to climb a mountain, you are a North Face. And then like the kids get a hold of it. And then like, mm-hmm. then it becomes a trendy piece, mm-hmm. which maybe they don't like, but like that's where the money is. Yeah. So it's like, if there's not girls going on hot girl walks with your belt bags. Mm-hmm. And I... What you're you're not you're not keeping up. I mean, really, North Face. If they're on their if they're on their game with the way that trends are going, everyone should be super duper ready to hop on the North Face jacket trend again, like super quick. Right. Pick out your own color, like the way it was when we were growing up. There's no reason, just in the direction how we're accepting all these other trends from that time, that that could not just absolutely blow up. I just like am worried about them. If Birkenstocks can come back, Elizabeth, North Face jackets can come Elizabeth, back, and like I can't where's the collab where's the collab birkenstocks and north face need to be like selling them as a a bogo a bogo a north face i mean it's just it seems like Mm. everyone else is working is getting their butt up and work (laughs) and north face isn't so like i don't know i just like wanted to check in if anyone knows anyone in north face like are they okay your your mind is crazy how do you come up with this stuff i don't know okay and then my last one was this this was just an interesting um video i saw which i just need to like look at my exact stats on it because i don't want to get it wrong um did you see that thing that i had sent you the other day by that brock guy yeah what was the stat um hold on let me just look it up 
Well, while you're looking it up, he was talking about the how much more valuable Instagram followers are versus TikTok followers. I just want to get the exact. Um, so what do you want? Instagram followers are 10 times more valuable than TikTok followers. I know this sounds controversial, but this isn't an opinion. According to a study done by Carrot Financial, the value of an Instagram follower is 77 cents. And according to that same study, the value of a TikTok follower was only seven cents. I thought that was interesting. No, it is interesting. And it just validates all the things that you've been saying. And like we talked about Lil Huddy's Patreon and stuff. Yeah. That the, tic- the TikTok followers just, it's just a viral platform. Yeah. It just churns out viral content. But going viral does not make people fall in love fall in love with you it does not create a platform and it takes one video to go viral and then you have to every single day after that continue to come yeah, it out with it good just doesn't content. build community it does not build community it does not yeah it so doesn't if you follow that statistic so i have three hundred forty-two thousand instagram followers at 77 cents a pop my instagram is worth two hundred sixty-three thousand. wow not sure what I'd do with that information. Yeah, I mean, not nothing really, because certainly, <laughs> certainly not who's paying for it, but yeah. just something to talk about. But I do agree. I thought seventy-seven cents per follower seemed a little high. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't even know how you figure that out. No, I don't know how you figure that out either. And I think also a lot of it is it's like it's all about your insights. Like whenever we work with a brand, you always have to send them your story insights. Yeah. Like your last thirty days mm-hmm. and like. You know, Instagram like loves to like humble you sometimes when you're like, yes, I'm on top of the world. Everyone watches all my stories. My insights are out of control. And then the next day you get 50% of those people to watch it. Well, I do wonder too, though, with the, when they say it's 77 cents versus seven cents, I think there's more opportunities to push things to buy on Instagram than there is on TikTok. Because Instagram, you have stories and you have links in your bio and there's more ways to take people from point A to point B than there is on TikTok because there's not stories on TikTok. You can't click a I link think there on are TikTok. stories on TikTok. But are people using it as stories? No, that's the thing. People are just scrolling the For You page on TikTok. Who else? Has anyone else deleted TikTok since like we've deleted TikTok? Because how my head's, my mental health, I think is so much better. I really do believe that. I do not miss it at all. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't either. And I think one of the things about TikTok, because like Tyler still has it. And I think when we, like it was during the pandemic when we we're like all bored all the time. It was like the best thing ever. And the videos were so funny. Mm-hmm. Now they're not as funny. Like Tyler will show me something and he'll be like laughing. And I'll be like, your brain's turned to mush. Because I don't think that's that funny. Like, I think like you're trained to think that's funny. Peak comedy is over on Instagram. But it's big brain stuff over on Instagram. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not little brain stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that was my driveway diaries. Well, do you have anything to add? I do. I have a couple of things on the home improvement front. Well, they're not on our shared note. No, they're not. They're in my mind. Um, I got peel and stick backsplash tile. And it's stuck. It looks so good, Uh, right? Neen. Yeah, I know. It looks so good. So I, being in a new construction, okay, it's kind of weird. Bought this new construction, but we didn't get to pick anything out. It was like an already made home. A lot of the times when you do a new construction house, you get to pick things out. So we didn't get to pick out a single thing. Yours was like a sample house. It was a sample house. So, you know, I walk into my neighbor's houses and they have like, yeah, this is the backsplash I picked out in the light pictures. And I'm like, I'm just working with truly whatever they the builder chose and like you guys got a i think a good upgraded floor plan but like there was no other upgrades like it wasn't like because i think when you do a new construction it's like okay i'm gonna do this floor plan but then i want to upgrade the countertops upgrade this upgrade that 
they just built your floor plan base the only upgrade we got is the upgraded pantry and my pantry is a room it is the most unnecessarily large pantry i agree it's not and and it's it's literally the only upgrade they gave us in this house but um so with that being said i didn't have any backsplash and there was no backsplash to take down it was just wall. wall yeah and i knew i wanted to put something there i just wasn't really ready to commit to buying a tile and picking it out and also i don't know how to apply it so i was like i will just try the peel and stick wallpaper i got three packets off of amazon it was less than a hundred dollars to backsplash my entire um area Mm -hmm. and it looks amazing and i did it all by myself no it looks like really good i mean there's certainly some rough patches but like first look it looks really great so i'm very happy with that and I also have been a Facebook Marketplace. I've just been killing the Facebook Marketplace game. And I bought a Pottery Barn table. You're so passionate bought about in this. January. Kelly, it's beautiful. It's pretty. And I got it for half the price of it online. And it was brand new. So I love Facebook Marketplace. I am on it all the time. Well, and you like need to be because like I go on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, you have to be. You have to be on it And you have time. to get your algorithm in the right spot. Mine's mm-hmm. not in the right spot right yeah. now. So you know yeah no i mean some days it's really atrocious no the weird thing with um facebook marketplace too is it will send you one one weird thing just to kind of like see if you'll click on it and so it sent me on my page it was like these antique dolls or something and they were really weird looking but i clicked on it because mm, i was just interested I just want yeah. to see now i'm getting all these dolls sent to me like on my page not physically sent to me but now that's what my algorithm is sending me it's just dolls and barbies and vintage weird stuff like that and i don't know how to i'm kind of stuck on that right now but i don't know how to get off of it but that's what is going on in my life that's a lot well, it's not really, but no, it's a, it's it's one note. You know, I'm over here, baby shark, North Face, TikTok followers, um, but that's me. That's on me having variety, and that's on you having. I depth. just feel like there's no reason for you to be so sassy about. That my was content. a compliment. I said that's on me oh. having variety and on you having depth. Mm, okay, listen, listen. Okay, Elizabeth, are you ready to move into industry news? I am. Okay, well, I'm so excited because today we have a special guest joining us for industry news, a true industry expert, Mm -hmm. and that is Jessica from Edmonds, and Jessica is the executive director of Insights. So she's like the data girl. The data girl. We love the data here. One thing about us is we love the data. So hi, Jessica. Welcome to the Carpool Podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Jessica, we would love, first of all, we're just like so excited to hear all the, just get into the nitty gritty with you um, and hear about all things carbine. We absolutely love the content that Edmonds churns out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and they turn out a lot of content. They do. Um, so we're so excited to get into it. But before we do that, can you just tell us a little bit about like yourself, maybe like your career? Like how does one become a director of insights and what exactly does that mean? Yes. So um, it has been a long car journey. And I have to say this probably was definitely not my end goal because I've been in autos for over 20 years. Um, My first job was at Toyota in corporate finance when I was in college. And I thought, you know, this probably isn't for me. Um, But I did see what other people were doing in the company, things like product planning. The Prius was coming out at the time. And that was super exciting to think about a hybrid. So I kind of had in my mind after college that I would do some something autos related full time. And 
when that did come up, I started working at、uh, Mitsubishi when they were the fastest growing Japanese car company in the United States. So you can imagine、mm-hmm. how long ago that was. <laughs>、um, and I knew I wanted to be in deal with cars themselves. So when I was in sort of like a rotational program, I went through corporate parts and corporate service. And finally, I landed in product planning, which I absolutely. Loved and stayed there for a few years and worked on things like the evolution when it came to the United States, which was very exciting.、Um, and then from there, I did product planning at Subaru back in New Jersey, and I was the car line manager for Forrester, which was you know, a really great process. We worked really closely with、um, the folks in Japan, so got to travel there quite a few times. Um, and really liked it. But the truth was, I missed my home in California, where I'm originally from. And I thought I would try something new and step out of a auto manufacturer space. And I took the job at Edmonds. And it was a really, I mean, obviously very different from what I was used to working on a, on a website. But the thing that they have is just so much information and data because we, Have a,、um, you know, we populate pricing for consumers to go out there and see, okay, how much are people paying in your area? But with that comes so much more information. And I think that's what really was fascinating、um, because having kind of a car background, I knew like why people bought cars. I did so many、mm, focus groups. Right. I kind of realized, you know, like what people, you know, what the motivations were, like what people did. But I, you know, I, I, I knew it didn't know as much on the transaction side. And I think that that's where. All of our interesting data comes in because that's at the end of the day, probably something that's very important to people. Having the car is the emotional experience, but having to pay for it and figure out how to finance it, that's the more practical side that maybe we don't look at as much. And I get it because it's definitely not as fun as planning your next vehicle purchase and looking at screen sizes and you know, interior fabrics and colors. That's definitely the, the good part of buying a car. So, yeah, it's been definitely a, a long journey.、Um, but I, yeah, I've been in this industry for a long time and I, you know, I've really enjoyed it, obviously. It's so crazy when you think about how much goes into the development of a car.、Mm-hmm. And then I can't imagine it's probably crazy for you to know all of the back end, like so much more than we even do, of what goes into a car. And then for now, you to see what that actually like means and looks like to the consumer. I think like that's the, you must have like such an interesting and cool perspective. I mean, I can imagine nowadays, because this was quite a long time ago when I did this, but now with all of the new technology in vehicles, I mean, especially as we move to electrification and autonomous driving, I can't imagine how much more. But yes, every model year would come out and we would have a binder, like a massive, like three ring, three inch binder with information on all the specs of the cars that we would have to go over, look at, make sure everything was fine, memorize it.、Um, and now I, I imagine that job would be almost impossible because. Because it, it, learning all of the technology is, is not impossible, but it is definitely a challenge. But、uh, yeah, a lot goes into it. I mean, so many years it takes to plan out a vehicle. And that's what's kind of funny as we talk about some of these transitions like, oh, make bigger cars, oh, make smaller cars. It's like, well, the car process of that planning process takes, you know, sometimes more than a decade. You know, these、right. things don't, it's not making a sweater. They, they can't change factories overnight or change plans or, or any of those things. And that's, I think, what makes this industry、mm-hmm. very unique. That is so interesting. So now that you're on the data side, specifically like working with Edmonds and seeing all of this consumer driven retail side of it all, what are some things that you and the Edmonds team are seeing when it comes to car buying specific in like, Probably like the craziest car buying market we've ever seen that you feel like isn't getting enough attention or that people need to be aware yes. of. Yes. Well, I think the thing that's happening now is that we're in transition again. So the car market, as you know, you've s p o k e about, has been kind of dumped on the side of its head due to 
issues with inventory right. and not really having enough. So that is a supply side problem, which is extremely unique because autos have always tripped themselves up with demand side, like in 2008, 2009, people weren't feeling good about the, you know, the economy and whatnot. Um, that usually is the issue. So now the past 12 months, we have had an issue with not enough cars. Now inventory, okay, it's very slight, but it's starting to build up a little bit more. Um, prices are, mm -hmm. you know, they're they're definitely higher than they ever have been. It's not as if they, but they're not climbing anymore, I guess is the point. So we're kind of in this now transition period because um, all of this is happening. But at the same time, as you know, consumers are being hit with such higher cost of living. I mean, everything from interest rates, gas prices, house, housing prices, all of those things that are kind of a bummer right now. Um, are giving people pause so it's like suddenly gone from we don't have enough inventory to now like our 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 consumers just gonna wait i mean there are people particularly your followers that cannot wait they need a car they're having another child or a third child or right. whatever it may be um but that is kind of kind of the, the issue so it's like while people figure out like what does this new car market look like there may be some inconsistencies, you know, there may be some, you know, dealers that are in a much better situation in terms of inventory than others. It's like anytime there is a transition, there is this period where like weird things may just happen and we just kind of have to roll with it and see, and see what kind of comes out of it. But I think that's the, that's the time, that's the period we're in probably for the next at least three months, I would say. So do you think, and I mean, I know this is like the truly the million dollar question, if someone had the flexibility, do you think now is a good time to buy a car? Like it's, I think it's better than it was three months ago. Is it going to get even better or are we kind of where we're at and we're going to be here for a I while? I think it is going to get better. Um, inventory we do see is like, I mean, it's very slow, but it is getting better. I mean, it's not as bleak as it, as it once was. And I think when that happens, that is certainly an issue. I think what buyers have to keep in mind is there are a lot of buyers out there that feel the exact same way is that this thing called pent up demand of people thinking, okay, I'm just going to wait to buy a car. And now when you start to hear signs that it may be better, mm. now you're in competition again with everyone for the past over a year have been in the same boat as you and been waiting. So right, right. Like mm -hmm. waiting for the prices to drop. And yeah. now but yeah, once once all those people enter the market, well, now we're going to have another demand. We could have another shortage, yes, exactly. Basically. So I think that's why some of the like the macroeconomic factors are are you know are so important because that's those are all the signals that people are are looking at. Um, so it it is a t it is still a tough market to buy a car though. So I think that is without a doubt. Anyone that like bought a car in the past and is coming back, it it's feel it feels so different. You know, it's like you're not hit with all the choices, not hit with yeah. all the you know the options. Prices are high, interest rates are high it's just very it's a very different place than it once was well I think that's what I mean the sticker shock that even like someone like myself who in the industry who sees it every day sometimes I'll be on a consultation or I'll see a message from one of my followers and I can't believe the payments on some of these vehicles because of the lack of rebates because of the higher interest rates let alone how atrocious these lease prices oh, are right uh, now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That is, um, that is. I mean, that is very common. I mean, yeah, I am constantly shocked when I see some of the transactions of what people are are doing in terms of like high cost cars at high interest rates at long loan terms. It's like you'll be paying for this car, you know, this over a thousand dollar month payment for the next eight years. Are you even going to keep it for eight years? Probably, you know, probably not. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, right. it's a bit scary sometimes. And I think that's where people like just can get into some not so great situations. And so it's something I talk about on my platform a lot, especially for families and growing families. It can be so hard 
to forecast your family's growth and your family's needs. I mean, if I think about my situation, I'm going to have had three kids in under four years. Like imagine. You would have had no idea. Like the car I thought I needed when I was pregnant with George Mm -hmm. versus the car I need now is so different. So kind of to Jessica's point, like you're probably not going to keep it for eight years. So are do you have an exit strategy with the car and with like these high interest rates causing people to draw out these monthly these monthly loan terms, put no money down, defer payments, do whatever they can to make it fit into budget. It can just really like leave you up the creek without a paddle, you know, three to four years from now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really is. It's something that you really have to think about that is different because yes, exactly. It's like you could be in a situation in a very short period of time where you're upside down in your loan quite quickly because you have put zero down, you have financed it for 84 months at a yeah. high interest rate. And that is a position that nobody wants to be in, especially when there is you know, things like recession fears out there, because this is exactly what happened in 2008 is that people had these big SUVs and trucks, gas prices spiked, the recession hit, and they were suddenly worth so much less. And we saw an incredible amount of Mm -hmm. negative equity during that time period, people losing, you know, $10,000 in equity in their vehicle. And that's not good for anyone. Nobody obviously wants that. So no, let's try to avoid that this time around. So can you share some of the tools that maybe Edmonds has to kind of help make these car buyers smarter? Like, I know I'm such a huge fan of your guys' leasing calculator, your loan payment calculator, any other resources that we should be driving to on Edmonds' site? Yeah, I site? think calculators are a good one for your budget. Um, also, I mean, what I tell people right now, too, is to really be have an open mind when you go into this process. Like, even if you're always a new car buyer versus a used car buyer, like look at mm. look at everything right now, leasing, certified pre-owned, you yeah. know, go on the admin site, look at all the different inventory that you see, because you can look at it from, you know, in your hometown, you could look at it a thousand miles away. And that's also something that you need to do as well as be kind of flexible with how far you're searching, because chances are with inventory the way it is, I mean, kind of a third of practically a third of what it normally is, you're not going to find your dream vehicle in your backyard. So you may have to look a bit further. So you right. go online, use those tools. I mean, it makes it so much easier, obviously, than the old days of having to call dealerships and have people sourcing for you. Um, but just, I would say definitely keep an open mind there because the deal may not be where you you know where you think it is also we have information on incentives look and see who's offering some sort of subsidized um apr the reality is most people finance their car very few people actually pay in cash so we all need loans um look and see who is offering maybe a two percent maybe a three percent because that's going to be better than 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 definitely the market average so i would definitely use those tools and then lastly i think the biggest thing that people have going for it because all of this feels so bleak unfortunately um i always feel like i'm such a downer when i talk to people about car buying right now um (laughs) but the one good thing is uh you know is is appraisal and i think you've you've spoken a lot about that too if you are in a situation where you do need a new Mm -hmm. car because you are having a third child um see make sure you get top dollar for your car because it's so easy to like be excited about the new car purchase that you don't think about the vehicle that you're trading in and that is worth obviously a lot considering where used cars are and even though it is kind of cooling off a bit it still is much higher than most people anticipate so i think that that is sort of the 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 one nice thing for consumers that they have going on right now well jessica thank you so much for all those amazing tips and insights so interesting before you go though we would love as a mother and a working woman we would love to know what you, what is your go-to ditch the drive through recipe what are you whipping up when you don't know what else to make and you're really just trying to avoid that drive through. <laughs> yes. So 
my daughter probably can eat chicken nuggets every day of her life. However, um, the one thing she will mm. eat is just kind of like the polar opposite is salmon. So what I do really quickly, cause this is like my quick meal is that I will just get a piece of salmon and I will pop it in the air fryer for 10 minutes. She is happy to have salmon by itself or with seaweed. But for me, I'll make a bag of cauliflower rice, put the salmon on, I'll put the Japanese seasoning like furukake on it, which is like a Ooh. sesame seed, like sort of um, nori type of uh, real savory seasoning. And then I will put uh, sriracha mayonnaise on it and have it also with seaweed. So I Yum. feel like with one like relatively large piece of salmon, I could feed both her and me pretty quickly, like in under 15 minutes. Um, and I probably do that when yeah. I do not want to smell the smell of chicken nuggets in an air fryer any longer. <laughs> no, that is a really good one. And like, yeah, to your, I love a recipe where things are using different kitchen utensils. So it's like, that's in the air fryer. You're microwaving the rice. You're ready to go. Like, yeah. it's tr it's not like you have to like wait for something to come out of the oven, put something else in. That is a really good one. I actually had something similar last night. Your version sounds healthier because mine involved regular rice <laughs> cauliflower rice is a good i hat. like regular rice as well but um i, I have to atone for the 10 chocolate chip cookies yeah. i'm probably gonna eat later so i'll have the cauliflower rice and then the 10 yeah. chocolate chip cookies <laughs> well jessica thank you so much for sharing all things car related and ditch the drive through related we so appreciate you coming on we love the team over at Edmonds, just always turning out the best content empowering car buyers and we're just so glad that you were able to come on oh my gosh thank you it was my pleasure Okay, Kelly, it's time for our advice segment. And if you want to leave your your own question for some carpool advice, you can do so by emailing hello at the carmomofficial.com. So, Kelly, this comes from Allison. And she says, hi, besties. I'm going to a post-COVID wedding celebration in, in a few weeks at a winery slash brewery. The invitation says dressy casual, but what does that actually mean? It's for my husband's friend, so I don't know what any other girls are doing so I can plan outfits with. Any ideas? Don't want to be overdressed, but don't want to be the only one who shows up in jeans. Thanks, girlies. Wait, this is a wedding that's listed as dressy casual? It's a, it's like a post-COVID wedding, so they probably got married. They got married. And now it's... Well, that that in itself is can be hard to navigate. Mm -hmm. This is a good question. And I also... there are, I feel... There's a lot of scenarios where I feel like I always wear the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And it's something I've noticed even more when it's like, you know, we were growing up, it was like, okay, all the sisters, like, what are we wearing? Like, yeah. we'd all like be on the same page. At least we would all match us for. Yes. Now it's like, I'm doing something with like Tyler's family. And like, I could text my sisters sometimes too, but I, I, I've been in a situation where I'm like, I overdress or I underdressed. Mm -hmm. And before we get started, would you rather be overdressed or underdressed? Oh, I think I'd rather be overdressed because at least I would look good. I'd rather be underdressed. Really? Yeah. And then that's like a hot take. And I'm not even saying I like that about myself, but like I would feel less, more confident if I was underdressed than if I was overdressed. I would be like, okay, I know I didn't get the vibe, but I look the best. And that's what I have to leave here with. Mm. Okay, so what should she wear? So let's think so, about this. Okay. So read so me all the context we have. It's a post-COVID okay. quote-unquote wedding celebration okay. at a winery slash brewery. Okay. Which I honestly, Allison, and a winery and a brewery are two very different I, and vibes. I, and and so like I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with you I there. I think we have to take the more casual vibe and go with the brewery. Because if it was just a winery, I'd feel different. But like if it's a winery brewery, that means it's a brewery that has wine. 
Mm. Do you know what I'm saying, Elizabeth? Or it's a winery that has beer. Mm, no, those aren't as those aren't as uh, common. Okay, so here's the thing. Dressy casual. They're saying dressy, which makes me think a casual dress. I don't think I personally don't think jeans are the move in this scenario. I think dressy casual is like in October, it's maybe a sweater dress with booties. It's really I'm like Googling like what does dressy casual mean? And even Google is all over the place. So I I understand why she came to us. Here's what I would wear. I think when you don't know what to wear, I think a safe option is to wear black. Yeah. Because I think like a black sweater dress, you can't go wrong. Or black jeans, black top, black booties. Like I just think you yeah, go, if you're gonna go the jeans or the pants route, definitely go black. black. Um I don't think I think you should wear a dress though. I think you should if wear a dress. If you're a dress though. girly, I think that you should wear a black dress. Because at the end of the day, it's still a wedding celebration. Yeah, and like right. So right. I would and they said they if they said I think casual warrants jeans for an evening wedding celebration i don't know if it's and an i evening, think your guy could wear jeans like if i was yeah, yeah, that, yeah. i'd put tyler in jeans mm-hmm. and a nice button down and i would wear a casual black dress with now the question is shoes would you booties. do booties booties yeah booties for sure yeah it's yeah because heels would dress it up too much and sneakers aren't nice enough so i think like a fall and it's in october okay she said and you know what else weeks. you do you know what else you do huh. here's what here's like this is like a really good hack like everyone turn up your volume you pack a red lip don't put it on until oh, you see what people are wearing and if people are dressier go, go to the bathroom and put on the red lip because now it's a statement now it's a moment mm-hmm. do you know do you kind of agree with me mm-hmm. that's good advice elizabeth that is good advice pack a red lip watch people walk in or pack an extra outfit and walks watch some people walk in Man, there you go i would Brain do that bold. go in your dress if you see three chicks walk in and they're all in jeans and a tee change change in your car <laughs> change in your car there you go that's what i would do there you go we fa- we cracked we cracked the code. Okay, guys, and now it's time for Blake's besties when we are honoring Pregnancy and Infant Aw- Loss Awareness Month by remembering some of the babies who are gone too soon. We've had so many wonderful submissions to hello at the Carmen official, so you can feel free to write in as well. Uh, we had just asked that you keep it brief enough, or we could read it on the podcast. Um, but we're also just so everyone knows like we can't get to all of them, but we are compiling like. Uh, something we're going to do some some sort of like joint post eventually Mm -hmm. so and every one of them is getting read so just also know that okay this is from janelle so janelle said we lost our son at 18 weeks in october 2020 we chose not to name him because we only had one boy's name picked out so this is gonna be baby johnston because that's their last name my sweet moment actually came from the complications we had in the first trimester i had quite a bit of bleeding so i was unable to exercise which had been my morning routine i wanted something to fill this gap so i started to take my coffee and book out onto a deck to read for about 20 minutes before i had to get my girls up and out the door i will always cherish the quiet moments i had with our son on the deck with the sunrise beaming down on us thank you for doing this segment i truly Mm. appreciate it so i thought that was like that's just like so just like thinking about the little sweet moments and cherishing them and that's what it's that's what it's about yeah and it's like remembering about like the happiness you felt Mm -hmm. then and just not forgetting it and like those were sweet special moments where so anyway thank you so much for writing in janelle 
Thanks, Janelle. This comes from Chelsea. She said, we have five little babies that live in heaven. DC, Kohler, and three more that we haven't named yet. A set of twins and a single baby. DC lived for 34 weeks in my womb and he loved pizza. Kohler lived for 15 weeks in my room and he loved sugary cereal. Our twins lived for eight weeks and our other baby lived for seven. And they all loved chips and breakfast sandwiches. We love to honor them with our six-year-old Lucy Ray by eating their special foods once a month on their special day. I think that's so actually no Chelsea Chelsea's actually my wedding photographer mm-hmm. um, so I followed her story and her journey very closely and I love that she always posts like on the anniversary that they as a family like eat yeah. that meal because I think really food cute. like I think sometimes as a pregnancy like it kind of seems like like the joke part like oh well, what are you craving whatever but like it is so first for a lot of these women like it's like one of the core memories yeah do you know what i mean yeah and like for george like one of the core memories of my pregnancy was how much i craved meat yeah you were like you were kind of like that was like the personality of my pregnancy is like i would just like be sitting here gnawing on a steak at all times steaks yeah yeah so anyway, guys, thank you so much for writing to Blake's besties. Again, if you want to write in your own submission or someone else's submission, hello at thecarmofficial.com. And Elizabeth, that would be today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Carpool Podcast. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram, leave us a review, five stars, and subscribe. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.